Well, welcome everybody. I am so excited that you are coming to this session. You're going to be so glad that you did. And we are here with Becky Bodwin. And if you are coming and you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling beaten down, if you're feeling like you're failing, then you're in the right place. You're going to leave today and this session, and I know you're going to feel encouraged and hopeful and with some really good nuggets of truth. And we are going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the hope in parenting tweens and teens. So I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am the host of the Everything Parenting Tweens and Teens Summit. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Becky. And I am going to just introduce Becky first and then let her dive in. Uh, Becky is an author. She's a speaker, and she is a former columnist for Chicago's Daily Herald. She's been featured on Focus on the Family and Family Life Today, and has been speaking to various audiences for more than 12 years. Connecting with moms is Becky's sweet spot. She loves to weave together personal stories with transformative truths to encourage and equip others who are walking through the ups and downs of everyday life. Becky is a wife to Bernie. She's a mom of three daughters and one son-in-law, and she calls Chicago her home and has lived there for 25 years. So Becky is actually a good friend. She's been leading groups and moms of tweens and teens, and I just cannot wait for you to meet her. So Becky, you have the stage. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited that you're here. So you say that you write content that you need to read. And I love this. And I want to just start with asking you the question, what have you found most challenging about raising your teenagers? Yeah, so I have three girls and my youngest is 18 and just went to college. So I've um, just coming through this season of raising teen girls. And I think what's been most challenging for me has been um, the emotional ups and downs and some of my own reactivity um, to their emotional ups and downs. And I think also just the change that happens as they got older and started to pull away from me because I've worked like I think so many of us moms here, I mean, you're at a mom summit, so you are looking to keep growing and to do this well. And I just started, I began to see, um, wow, my kids are like pushing me away. And it felt like rejection to me. Sometimes it was just really painful that breaking away. So I think those, um, and all the stuff that would kind of get triggered in me too, just from my own stories and you know experiences I don't know there's a lot that comes up during these years as we mm. I feel like it's a wrestling match <laughs> it just feels like emotionally a lot of wrestling that goes on I don't know what it's like to parent boys so I have girls and it may be a little different but all kids are different anyway right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and the lack of control I think that that's a big one too huge yeah, she said pulling away and the lack of control. And oh, that is so hard. Yeah. 
so hard. <laughs> yeah, most of us love to control, at least if you like me. So Becky has written a book and I want you to tell them a little bit about it. Enjoy every minute and other ridiculous things moms say. And you designated a whole chapter to parenting teens. What made you decide to do that? Um, Well, because of the way that this book is structured, it's, it's cliches and myths and yes, enjoy every minute because the time goes so fast. That's something that we're told when our kids are little. And yet when you're in the middle of raising little kids, I just remember at that time when moms would say this to me thinking, well, I know, but it's like impossible to enjoy every minute and it doesn't necessarily feel like it's going fast. And so that, you know, that was the, that's the title of the book enjoy every minute and other ridiculous things we say to moms. But this one of just wait till they become teenagers is another one that I found people would tell me when my kids were little. And sometimes people say this, like when your kids are like acting out or you're having like a hard moment, it's almost like you think it's hard now, just wait till they become teenagers. And it's just not helpful. It make me dread, um, dread these years, you know, um, And I remember being in an elevator one day and my older girls were, they were preschoolers. They were in a double stroller, having a very nice day. This woman came into the elevator. She was older, more experienced mom. And the girls, she said, oh, it's so easy when they're little like that. And they listen to everything you say, just wait till they become teenagers. And I just stood there. She got off the elevator and I was just like, if this is so easy, first of all, I'm in so much trouble. And again, it's just wait till they become teenagers. So I knew I wanted to include this chapter and talk about why is it so challenging and why do we dread these years? But then also what is wrong with that black and white, all or nothing way of thinking that it's just going to be horrible? Like, is there any good in there? You know? Yeah. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Right there. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. <laughs> Wait they become teenagers. And some moms are like, yeah, I'm in the midst of that right now. Yeah. And it is, it's, it just gets our brain to think so negatively. Yeah. Where this is just going to be awful. Yeah. And, and so you talk about the bad, <laughs> so, yeah. so to speak. The bad. And you have a great list that you share in the book. Can you talk a little bit about the bad? Because it's going to feel so much better when you do. Yeah, I, I will. I'll share. And going back to what you just said, my my sister has five kids. And when I was writing the book and I told her I'm going to include this chapter, I'm going to read this because she actually said, please give moms like me hope that this season of motherhood isn't all bad. Speak words of positivity and tell us how we can enjoy this stage. Help us see the best things about these years and remind us to have fun and enjoy who our kids are becoming. She texted me that and I'm like, well, that's going to go in my book because I feel like that's what moms in this stage, that's what we need is we need someone to say, okay, but what's the whole story? So first, let's talk about the the challenging parts. Why do people say this? By reference, um, a book called Boundaries with Teens. A lot of us have heard of and read these books, um, the Boundaries series with John Townsend. Um, He addresses the challenges parents often face during the teen years. In this list, he says, he describes an adolescent as someone who possibly has a disrespectful attitude towards parents, family, and others, challenges, requests, or roles, 
is self-absorbed and unable to see things from anyone else's perspective, is lazy and careless about responsibilities, is emotionally withdrawn and distant from you, has mood shifts that seem to have neither rhyme nor reason, lacks interest in spiritual matters, detaches from family events and wants to be with friends only, that's a big one, um, lies and is deceptive about activities, is physically aggressive and violent, abuses substances, alcohol, drugs, pornography, engages in sexual activity. And when I read that list, I was like, you know, wow. I mean, I think part of me was like, okay, so if some of these things on this list that I am relating to, um, it must be common. It must be somewhat normal to have teens who behave this way, right? If it's in his book. And then, you know, so I think I felt a little relieved that I didn't check off all these boxes, but I also felt validated that, okay, it's not like something strange and totally unusual is happening in our home as I'm seeing some of these behaviors. Yeah, that our kids, I, I like that list because our kids are in this growth process and it's going to be, there's going to be a lot, there's a lot going on that we have to navigate. And I think if we look at it, like you said, that black or white thinking, yeah. that if they're being disrespectful, they're bad, it's bad versus yeah okay, you know, I'm not the only one that is going through this. And wh why do you think that's helpful? Why do you think that's helpful? Oh, when I read a book and I read an experience that's like what I'm going through, I just feel such a relief that I'm not the only one, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I feel when I see this. It's like, okay, so the disrespectful, it doesn't mean that I've done a horrible job as a mom and I haven't taught my kids how to be respectful. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm terrible because they don't want to hang out with me. It doesn't mean that I haven't taught them what I should have taught them because I'm not seeing the fruit of that. Like it just, I don't know, it kind of validates what I'm experiencing and also helps me not go to that black and white, very negative, putting myself down, thinking of myself as a failure because of what I'm seeing. Like yeah. you said, so much of it is developmental, you know? And when we say like, oh, my, our kids are being so selfish, it's like, that's one of the most common things with the teenage years is being egocentric and thinking that everything is, you know, revolves around you, you know? Yes. And that, yeah, it is a big part of development. <laughs> so yes. unfortunately, I know. Although I remember being that way too. So, yeah. yeah. So that's the, you know, those are some of the ugly things, moms. And I think it's hard because we, we are so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up when our kids are struggling with things. And, um, I know you just really, um, have such encouraging, compassionate words to help against that shame and the blame that we can feel and, and be so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speak just a little bit to that, Becky. Well, I, I try to speak that because I need that. Like when you said, I write the words I need to read. When I go back and I read some of what I've written in this book, it still is so grace-filled and, and I still need it because I, I just, so many of us are like this, I think, but I tend to go to that place of, if I see something that's concerning or this is not the way that I imagined it would be, I blame myself. And I think, what did I do wrong? Or what can I do now to fix it? It goes back to that control of like, well, how can I like make this, you know, it's just, 
I, I speak those things because I need it. I need it so much. I still, I still do need that grace and that, um, and I don't think any of us are at risk of not caring. It's not like something that we use in a flippant way, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't have to try. I don't have to keep trying, but it's, we need that grace because we all fall short every day, you know? Every day. Every day. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. Um, so what's the good news? So we talk kind of about the bad news. What's the good news? Yeah, the good. I mean, I write a little bit in here of just what I personally have enjoyed. I love seeing my daughter's humor kind of as they have developed that because they are really funny and especially when they're together and some of the things. So I just I write about just enjoying seeing their humor, um, seeing them as they step up and they kind of take responsibility or they get their first job or, you know, the different milestones that maybe they pass, you know, getting their driver's license, growing up a little, um, the creativity, seeing what they're gifted in, if they get involved in any kind of leadership stuff. And um, so there's a lot of things that I enjoy about it, but I reached out actually to our youth pastor from the church we used to go to. Um, he is an incredible, just the kids love him. He's been working in youth ministry for like 20 years and has raised his own kids and the kids absolutely adore him. So I sent him an email and said, you know, can you tell me a couple things that you like about, that you love about teens since you're with them all the time? And I thought he would send me just a couple of things. And he wrote back in the subject line of the email said so many things and I opened it. And so this was his list. Um, he said about teens, they have passion. They ask probing questions. And if they know you're truly taking them seriously, they'll share their thoughts and opinions. And sometimes they may even ask you yours. And then he says they have half a century or more of life in front of them. So anything they discover as a teenager literally has decades to grow and bear fruit. And this was so encouraging to me with everything we try to impart to our kids our values, um, our faith, the, the the good things that we want them to hold on to, we might not see that fruit grow right away, but this idea that those are seeds and they have literally decades in front of them for those things to grow and bear fruit. Another one he says is they don't take things at face value. They believe they can change the world because they have usually not been beaten down by life yet. Mm. Um, when someone believes in them, they can take courageous and bold steps that lots of adults would be terrified by. Lots of adults would be terrified by. He says they can simultaneously be, bo be both naive and wise beyond their years. And I have seen that. I mean, I think we, we have seen that with our kids where sometimes you, it's that period of time where it's like sometimes they act like a child and then sometimes they say things that are just like, wow, that's so wise or that's like, that's so mature, you know, I'll just do a couple more. He said they're on the lookout for love, which kind of terrifies some of us as moms, but yeah. they're on the lookout for love. And um, I love this one. They will usually forgive when an adult humbly apologizes. Yeah, to be true. Yeah. So yeah. good. So, so good. Many good things. I love that he just said so many good things. And, and, you know, that was the first thing he said and how often we can look at those negative things rather than the positive things. So you, yeah. I want to give them some of those great nuggets that you shared with me before we jumped on here. And you talk about relationship 
first. So can you say more about that? Yes. So the story that I share um, that I'll never forget this is, and trust me, this was a, a lot of times I just put the rules first, the, you know, the boundaries, limits, rules are all important. And we have, we talk a lot about what does it look like to have good boundaries, to have consequences and like we need those things but when Caitlin was I think she was a senior in high school and she had a curfew and it was the third night that she had texted to say she was going to be late and I was frustrated because I would wait up for my kids so I was tired now for the third night in a row and I also just felt like okay this is becoming a regular thing like we haven't changed your curfew so she was with her boyfriend they were having a conversation and I knew they were kind of working through some stuff Um, But I said, no, I said, you need to come home. You guys can talk later. And we went back and forth a couple of times. And then she said, mom, I think we're breaking up. And so I just kind of, I let her have some more time. And then um, it was getting really late. She was very late that night. And I was going back and forth, trying to be compassionate, remembering when I was in high school and I went through a breakup and like, wow, this is really hard. But she's now an hour late, an hour and 15 minutes late. And um, so when she, and then I was concerned for her, I'm like, do I need to come pick you up? Like, where are you? So anyway, when she came home, I'm sitting on the couch, still feeling this mix of frustration and compassion. And I had this moment where I just thought I only get one chance to do this moment. Well, relationship first, we'll talk about the curfew. It might not even be an issue after tonight, but I only get one chance. She came through the door and because I just welcomed her, she came and sat with me and she cried and I was able to comfort her. And that had been a really hard season for us. We were fighting a lot. We were, I didn't feel close. Um, But to me, that was just such a powerful experience because our kids want connection. I really think that they do. And that's what we want also. So remembering we value them more than the rule, more than whatever the thing is that we're arguing about. And that can look like listening, um, making sure that they know, even if we're doing something that's hard, making sure they know, I want you to know that first and foremost, I care about you. I love you. And to keep going back, even, even when the conversations do not go well, even when there's a fight, even when, you know, there's distance to just keep coming back and letting them know the very most, the most important thing is, is you. And that's, you know, to go after their hearts. Yeah. yeah. I love that you, and that you did, you handled it that way because you could have been really punitive with her and, you know, gosh, our minds can go all kinds of places when they're late with curfew, she's with her boyfriend. And yet you were able to sit with her and, and let her cry and be there for her. And yeah. you missed out on that if you hadn't have known at that point you know really focus on the relationship with her yeah so and the great thing is so I have that story but I have many more stories where I didn't make I didn't do that well in the moment so the wonderful thing about grace is even when we mess up in those moments and we don't value the relationship first and we focus on the other stuff we can still always come back always we can come back and we can just say, can I have a do-over or would you like to have a do-over? And just like, can we try this again? I didn't handle that the way I would have wanted. Gosh, you know, you are so important to me and I did not communicate that. And I want to, to try it again and just to keep coming back and not give up on that. 
I love that because we do blow it. We blow it a lot, you know, and to know that we can come back and and continue to learn and grow and, you know, ask for that do over. And, um, and then our kids can too, because it is going to be messy sometimes. Yeah. So any final parting, encouraging words for us, Becky, this has been so good. And I know there's so much more that you can share with us. And I encourage everybody to get your book. Uh, But anything else that you'd like to say? Yeah, well, the final thing I would just say is that one of the themes throughout the book and one of the things I'm still constantly trying to remember and just have as a perspective is holding the long view with our kids. We go through seasons and sometimes in those seasons that can that are hard, we just feel like we're buried underneath the difficulty of that of that season. But to remember that this is a long road. And if it's hard right now, we don't have to figure out how to fix everything right now, how to solve every problem. Uh, we're not going to be able to, but we're holding the long view. And I like to think about, okay, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, I want to have a relationship where we are able to connect and and be in each other's lives and be supportive and all of that. So I love just that idea of holding the long view. It's like zooming out on your cell phone, you know, when you need to make the picture bigger. We zoom in a lot because we need to see, you know, details or whatever, but it's zooming that lens back out and realizing like this is one season and we're in it for the long haul. We're always going to be moms. Yes. Yes. And I think that's the benefit. I'll just say to all the moms that are listening of having older kids is you see, like I can see so many of those things I worried about. And that I focused on and the arguments and those power struggles. And I think, gosh, what a waste of time that was, you know, it's in, you look back and you think now we're in a different place. And so I love that. Take the long view. Yeah. Really good. And you have a freebie that I want everybody to go and see, you know, uh, to click on it and find it under Becky's name. Uh, So tell them what your freebie is. So my freebie is actually the first three chapters of the book. You can download them and read it for free. Um, So yeah, it'll give you an idea if you like it and it's helpful to you. And um, that's going to be in the link, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, Becky, thank you. Thank you. You're always such an encouragement. And I know that your book has been so encouraging to so many moms uh, that are part of our community at Moms of Tweens and Teens. So I know you're going to be encouraged moms by by her freebie and what she has to share with us. So thanks so much, Becky. Thank you.